This is First and Five, Northwest Missouri's exclusive podcast covering regional sports. Tune in every Thursday for the latest information on sports news and entertainment. And now, your hosts, Bill and Guy. Welcome to First and Five, the podcast dedicated to sports around Northwest Missouri. Kind of regionally covered, but at the same time, I don't have a problem stepping outside the boundaries. If we have a local kid that's playing in California, I want to inform everybody how well he's progressing. And we want to support those athletes or whatever sport they're in and, and how well they're doing because I think it's worthy for us in Northwest Missouri. And there's been a lot of great ones come out of here. Now, how the format's going to work for first and five, there's going to be five bullets every week. And we're going to report on things that we see relevant as news to you. And also entertaining, because if we aren't having fun, we ain't doing this. Stay tuned. Without delay, Guy Speckman, look. Guy's been around forever. I, you know, I'm not going to bro crush the guy, but I do probably have a bro crush. We're great friends, and we're excited about this. So here's our first bullet, which is news to everybody. And we could probably talk about this for hours, but we're going to try to limit this because there's a lot more breaking news. Guy, are we going to have football this fall? I think that's the ultimate question of, of all sports this this fall. You know, first of all, you're going to have school, and then are you going to have sports? And Honestly, I think by Monday, we're going to have a pretty good idea what's going to happen in the state of Missouri. We've got uh, Misha just yesterday put out a press release. It looked like a fishing expedition a little bit. Like, let's see what kind of opinions out there, because the rule right now is if you're not in school, in a classroom, then you're not eligible for sports. Well, there's been a lot of pushback from St. Louis schools that can't be that are that are prohibited from being in class. They're pushing back a little bit. And so there's, uh, they're going to have to make a decision because practice starts on Monday. All fall sports report for duty and, and get rolling on Monday. And I guess one thing that works in life for everybody is kind of that structure and certainty. Everybody sitting around wondering creates this weird anxiety. And, and you know what? I have it like crazy because I'm going, you know what? This thing started last March. We didn't get March Madness. We didn't get this. And and we kept thinking, okay, we'll get through the summer, right? And then we're, now we're talking about the same thing with football in the fall. And whoever thought it would go that far, to me, if you are, have breaking news today, you might be outdated. Absolutely. And, you know, I read a great piece the other day that said uncertainty is worse on you than than bad news that bad news you can deal with because you, you develop a plan and get ready to go. But we've all been living in uncertainty, including in the sports world. And, and, you know, probably that's the toy department of life, but honestly, we, the uncertainty is eating us all up. We're ready to go. We're ready to do something. And, you know, but we want everyone to be safe. So, you know, we'll just have to deal with it. If you're a really good science student, you can grab your resources. You can still study. You can still advance. You can still do a lot of things to make yourself a better science student, right? If you're a football coach or you're a softball player, I don't care what sport you're doing, and then you're a coach in that, now all of a sudden we have been handcuffed. 
We can't do the things that we are wired or tweaked to do that we like to do. We all want to do what we like to do and what we're good at. And so it's got to be crazy for these coaches. I mean, I I can't imagine when they sit down at night and they have dinner and they think, you know, that future thoughts, you know, that vision that we all have of what we want to accomplish this year, what we want to be, you know, what we want to excel at, you know, all those things. It's on hold, man. Oh, yeah, and and honestly, I mean, clip this piece and send it to the administrators. These coaches need paid more. Can, can you imagine? I mean, they are now, they're taking temperatures, developing plans for social distancing, a, a football practice, a softball practice. They're uh, trying, to, trying to make sure their team of 17, 18, 16-year-olds are staying home and away from large crowds. Uh, yeah, good luck with all that. And, and I mean, you know, and these people, they, they have to teach too. I mean, they're, they're not just coaching, they're teaching as well. And, and everybody's trying to define what's safe and right, and I get it. But you said something real important to me, at least it was about getting paid more. Hey, we're going to run this ad right now. We'll be back for our second bullet. I'm excited about the First and Five podcast. And, you know, with everything that we do to try to do great things, it takes resources. I think Matt... Thrasher is a great resource. And Matt, thanks for helping out to get this started. And this is Matt Thrasher with American Family Insurance. As a lifelong resident, I've always been proud to support the local athletics. With over 20 years of insurance experience, please think of me and my agency for your insurance needs. Feel free to give me a call at 816-238-112. Well, on the First and Five podcast, we're on bullet number two. And we're going to proceed as if we're having football this this fall. And I'm going to talk about the MEC Conference. And the bullet today is, does the MEC Conference still run through Maryville? Your thoughts, Guy? Absolutely, no doubt. I, I mean, it's one of the premier programs in the state of Missouri. And they haven't lost a, a uh, conference game since 2017. They... Uh, you know, it's just a factory. And, and as far as uh, good kids, good coaching, good program, good boosters. And, you know, no one has been able to challenge that for a long, long time. And I don't see anything that's going to make that happen right now. The last time anyone was even, you thought Chillicothe might be putting something together, finally getting their program together. And that didn't happen. You thought, and then, you know, Savannah made a run last year as far as getting, uh, you know, it was one of the best teams Savannah's had. They still couldn't get over that Maryville hump. They've lost a lot. So I don't see Savannah as, as a uh, huge threat to Maryville this year. And I just don't see uh, the St. Joe schools, Lafayette or Benton, um, uh, rising to that level. Well, uh, and you know what? With that guy, let me touch on the tools they have. Now, they lost some good players. I know you know the name Oglesby, right? Yeah, how many more? How many left do we? Have? How many more Oglesby are there? Are there any well, more? You know, I think we're done. And, and you know, they finished with classy fashion. And just at Maryville's a classy deal. I mean, I don't say classy, but you know, when you win, uh, they're just winners. And and hats off to them. Of course, you know, I root against them every week, of course. But at the same time, I'm going to tell you they're a class act in in how they do things. And I know some of their, you know, some of their superiors in the office there, they're proud of what they do, and they should be. But so, okay, let's talk about returning. Okay, so here's Maryville. They're returning a quarterback who's obviously being recruited right now uh, to play college football. Walker, you know, he's he, look what he did last year. He's returning. And with that, Houchin, 
is returning as a running back. And Weiss. Coach's kid. So, he's a he's yeah, coach's kid, too, yeah, as well. And, and, and Weiss. And so the whole backfield's returning for this team. And so I go, you know what? Does the you know the point was this? Does the MEC run through Maryville? Man, I'm rooting for the underdog. And I okay, let's go to the underdogs. Lafayette, they lost Dayton or Corey Rack. Of course, he's going to play college football as a safety. And and they lost Bledsoe as a running back. And if you look, they have Cortez. Uh, I think it's his older brother that was a quarterback there uh, back in the day. But Henderson running back returning. They don't have enough tools returning, and they didn't beat them last year. So I got to take Lafayette off the list. Maybe they can. Maybe they can't. And then naturally, I look at Savannah. Savannah rivaled them last year. Now, Savannah's going to be questionable because they return all their linemen. And you know, guy, because your son was a center. Your son was a lineman, and your linemen create the holes and backfields can run through them and, and score touchdowns, right? Well, they're returning a running back in yeah, Yon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in Yon, and, and then the, and most of the line. Now, they have some big shoes to fill. I'm not even getting those names. Boomer is just an incredible athlete going to play college baseball. So, which but, I yeah, but here's, a, here's, a pro, here's one of the biggest problems, and, and I mean, don't you think, in that they have a brand-new coach, which that's you say that every four years in Savannah for sure. I mean, it's up for sure, but <laughs> they have a brand new coach and he's been in the uh, uh, midst of a pandemic. It's hard to get him together like he wants to, to get his program going. I think he's, you know, from what I'm hearing, people are saying good things. They got a good program and, and he wants to get it going. And in, and on top of all that, they've been embroiled in a, in a mascot name issue that, you know, that doesn't help you win football games. And I'm not getting into mascot names, but I mean, that's not been the ideal situation for a new coach. Well, before we shut down the MEC in our bullet for today, I'm going to tell you that I can't wait to watch Cameron. And I got some things that I have some intelligence on that might tell you the Cameron Maryville game is the, when I don't know where it's on the schedule, that might be the game that I want to watch the most out of the MEC conference. And and we'll get into that maybe in a few weeks as this thing progresses. But well, without delay, got, you know, I mean, not to, not to go back on you there with uh, the the Cameron coaches Jeff Wallace, who used to be at Central, and uh, then went to Plattsburgh for a year. And and being a Plattsburgh guy, uh, there's a lot of people that uh, were were hurt feelings when he moved on over to Cameron. But uh, he felt like he had a, had an obligation to get over there, and uh, and he, there must be some players there. So I, you you might be on to something. Well, we're going to find out. And, and being that you brought up Plattsburgh, let's move on to the KCI conference because I actually reached out to to Coach Holt this afternoon. I haven't heard back from him. But, you know, is Lathrop still the top dog in the KCI? That's the third bullet on the first and five today. Is Lathrop still the top dog? I think you got to say they are. They're just like Maryville in the, in the last couple of years and that no one's beat them for two years. No one's beat them in conference play in two years. They were a legitimate state championship team last year. And, and they, they lost out to a team from St. Louis that was loaded. I mean, they had uh, a private school that had or uh, that had three kids that went on to play D1 ball. And, I, I mean, I'm not a – you know, being from Blasburg, I can't be a Lathrop fan, but, uh, you know, that was a state championship team. Now, they lost – 20 plus seniors off that team. That's incredible. Those are incredible numbers. And so 
you know, Chris Holt can coach. He's proved that everywhere he's been. He, he, he's put together a heck of a program. But this is going to be a challenge to lose that kind of senior class, not to be – same deal. Dealing with the pandemic, trying to get a whole new set of kids ready to play. Um, you know, you got to look and see. I, I like the mid-buck coach, uh, this Fritz uh, – Aaron Fritz down there seems like a great guy and, and seems like he's running a good program. Um, you know, you've, you've always got to see what, what's Hamilton going to do. They, they, they always rise up and, and, you know, a couple years down and you see what happens. So it, it could well, be an interesting year. It, it, Hamilton to me is, is the one that I think is due to challenge Lathrop. I don't know what they have. I look forward to reporting to uh, everybody with all with, uh, you know, guy, let's go back because we, we talked about the MEC. Now we just talked about the KCI. There's another conference that I enjoy reporting on, and that's the Grand River Conference, which we're going to save that for later bullets because we're going to try to keep these short enough that we don't wear you out. I know you're not falling asleep. Hey, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back with our last two bullets on First and Five. Are you looking to get in the best shape and health of your life? Hi, I'm Christy Mayfield, a certified personal trainer and nutritional coach here in Northwest Missouri. I'll help you move better, perform better, and feel your best with customized training and guidance. Together, we can reach your goals. Call me today at 816-294-6831. First and Five Podcast, we're back on bullet number four on the top five, and it's a coaching carousel in most high school sports. Keep in mind, these coaches... Um, they go to school and they're, they're educators first, but they like to coach. And so, and then you deal with parents and you deal with administration and you got all this other stuff going on. So they tend to bounce around. I like to report on that. I like to know, you know what, if a guy wins here and then he leaves and he goes and wins there and then he leaves and he goes and wins there, we got a winner, right? And winners, you can't change that. Winning is permanent to me. And that's the way I report this thing. So coaching carousel this week, bullet number four. Guy, what do you got on the carousel? Well, I think you got to start in Savannah, where we just talked about as far as the uh, MEC, and you've got uh, Coach Kopecky comes in here with a lot of experience. He's uh, had some experience on the Kansas side, maybe came down from the uh, maybe the Nebraska area, and um, you know, here's a, the early reports. I offensive guy going to run the spread. He's taken over a program that Randy Schrader really put back in place. He, he, he put he picked up some pieces of a program that had just fallen completely apart and Schrader put this thing back together and gave it discipline. The thing had totally gotten out of control as far as lack of lack of leadership and discipline. And so, uh, you know, he, he inherits a program that he can work with and, you know, maybe maybe uh, make some progress. Uh, but he also has big shoes to fill because they were a quarterfinal team. And so that, that's difficult. And and I, I'm gonna say this because if you're a new coach, you don't even know who to who you have right now because you haven't been totally engaged because of this virus. So maybe some second year coaches. You got some second. And well, and that's the other thing. Yeah, you you know you you really hit on it with with second year coaches. They're the ones that you're talking about. Um, Jeff Wallace at Cameron, and you're talking about a Rosenbaum at Plattsburgh, and I mean you're you're 
these are guys that are coming into these programs. They've had their first year. They really got to look at their young kids. They knew who they were going to elevate this summer and start putting in a position to be really successful. And now they've had a summer of uh, little to no activity. And that changes everything from a coach's perspective. It changed, it, it really is going to hamper the, the progress a lot of these coaches were probably hoping to make. Well, it would be a tough job. I think about what I do day-to-day for income. And if my responsibility was to win football games and I'm a first-year guy in a new program, man, I'm sweating bullets right now, guy, because I don't even know. My, I don't have the ability to be with my players and influence them and get them in the weight room. And You know, and I think in this year in particular, but all years – you're going to see a guy, you know, Chris Hold at, at Lathrop's a great example. He may he may be six and four this year, and he may coach a heck of a lot better than he did last year when he when he had a state championship type team. I mean, we've got to all recognize that. I think fans and parents and players all need to understand that uh, these coaches are are uh, going to do a heck of a job this year just uh, getting through the processes. So we're just going to do a roundup and. I want to make note of softball. You know, girls softball, we've been talking about football. Girls softball is the fall sport for girls. And without getting into the conference and this, and I'm close to Savannah, as you as we know, whatever, but you know, we got a heck of a softball team. And uh, Kenzie Schofer is a great pitcher. But if she would somehow get not in the game because of whatever, I don't know what kind of team they have. So now we got to talk about depth in the softball side. I think they got to go through Kirksville. I think they meet St. Pius in the Final Four. But, you know, amongst the virus and everything else, the Savannah softball team has a chance to show up in the finals and, and perhaps bring Savannah a state championship. Absolutely. And I mean, they're the closest uh, Savannah has come to a team state championship ever, ever. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're also, though, we're talking about a new coach coming in. They, they, their coach is gone. And, and so they've got a new coach coming in, but they, you know, they're bringing back a lot of talent. The, the, the Bruner girls are good, good player. And uh, if you have a pitcher, uh, you can roll. In Absolutely. Some and, and, I, you know, that's something else we're going to report on as we go. So if, if you are a fan of high school sports, we're going to pay attention to it all here at First and Five. Uh, specifically, football probably is popular, and that, I'm not going to make a secret about it. We like football. And and that goes with the band. You know, when you talk about football, you talk about the band, you talk about the cheerleaders, you talk about the halftime show, you talk about the fundraiser the FFA does when they sell those big boxes of fruit and stuff. It's really good fruit. And and those kind of things, it kind of centers around football. These are activities the kids have. Now, the, I, you know, Iowa, surrounding states, they all face these same challenges, Guy. You got any intelligence on that? You know, Iowa is the best comp that we can look at when we want to look at whether sports is going to happen in the fall in Missouri as far as, okay, what happened up there? They are the first post-pandemic sports, high school sports to operate in the country. And uh, Iowa news media, they just got done here in, in late July, and they run their summer baseball. They run their school baseball in the summer. And um, – they reported 94% of the teams went unaffected by COVID, unaffected, and fans did attend. 
96% of the teams finished the season. Now, they did say there were some troubles. They had some things go wrong. A top-ranked team out of West Des Moines had to shut down on July 8th after they had a positive test from someone that they are saying was close to the team. They were 16-2 and and coming off a state semifinal appearance in 2019. So, you know, there, there's a good team that had to bow out after 18 games. But uh, there's a whole lot of baseball players uh, around here that would have loved to have played 18 games uh, this fall, I mean, this, uh, this spring. Well, around. and then I'll go ahead and give a personal note. <clears throat> Not that I want to share every detail of my life because it tends to be very entertaining at times, but I got out to play golf up in Savannah this weekend. I got paired with Clayton McGinnis. He's a Savannah grad, and <clears throat> he went on to Wichita State. Of course, you know, Johnny Coy played there. We have some local talent that's been to Wichita State. Well, Clayton got drafted by the Orioles this year, and – here you are, uh, you work your butt off, and all these athletes, they get to that level. Trust me, you if you're good at high school, you have no idea what it's like the day that you get a phone call and you got drafted to play professionally. Well, Clayton got that call only to go nowhere because we got this virus or whatever. And, and, and so we're playing golf. This kid seemed more focused on where he wants to be. you got to look past these current issues, and that's what great athletes do. And when you focus, people do. You look past it. You get, I, you know, we played eighteen holes. I don't know how many we played. Um, I did know I went. I, I beat him out of a buck or two. I will say that. But at the same time, hey, that's our fall roundup, guy. Anything else you want to include in that? No, I'm just looking for. You know, just like you said before, we got started today. Let's just hope these kids get the opportunity to participate in the thing that they want to do whether that's the cheer squad, whether that's the football team, the volleyball team, whoever it may be, let's, uh, let's, let's hope that uh, we get an opportunity for everyone to be safe. And be yeah, that's my, that's my wish for all the kids too, because I know it's just an important part of your life. So, Hey, catch us next week. This is first and five. This is our first ever podcast. Like us, share us, do things to help. And we want to do what's right for the area in the regional coverage. You're a friend. If you're a friend of the first and five.